Julie pulled out her phone and dialed London's number halfway up the stairwell, a sudden thought entering her mind. Listen, you guys aren't, like, doing it right now, are you? Because I'll be at your door in two seconds, just FYI. So get a hold of yourselves if so. London's sigh rattled in Julie's ear. We are fully clothed. Well, mostly. Thanks for the heads up, though. Truly. You know I just love spontaneous, unannounced visits from your twin sister? Julie finished, stepping through the door as London opened it. I know, but I had an emergency. And what are you talking about? She shoved her phone back in her bag. You're totally fully clothed. London scratched at the back of their head, nodding toward the couch, where their girlfriend, Dahlia, was sprawled, drooling onto a pillow. One of London's t-shirts covered her torso, but her bare legs stretched across the gray cushions. Please, Julie waved a dismissive hand. I've seen Dahlia in her underwear before. I know how she feels about pants. Pants bad, Dahlia mumbled. A thud sounded from the bedroom, followed by the scuffle of paws making their slow way across the hardwood floor. Julie sighed in relief as she scooped up the ugly, one-eyed dog, shoving her face into his wiry fur. She'd been in desperate need of a schnitzel hug. What's the emergency then? London perched on the piano bench in the middle of the room, which accompanied the baby grand hardly anyone ever played. But London still owned it, because they were London, and they were the worst, and Julie loved them terribly. So, Julie dropped her messenger bag and began to pace the length of London's annoyingly hip apartment, schnitzel stuffed under an arm. The personality she'd been able to craft, somehow, in the East High Gym these past couple of years, the one she put on for the team, where she was a competent, mature adult, worthy of respect, had disappeared the moment she'd walked through London and Dahlia's door. Now she could simply be herself, which was the opposite of all those things. So Elle Cochran showed up at my practice tonight, and I think I possibly talked to her about my nipples. London stilled. You, their face went blank before their lips contorted in the way Julie knew meant they were trying not to laugh. Julie, I'm going to need you to go back and start that story over. Julie groaned before letting Schnitzel go and flopping onto a love seat, covering her face with her hands. Dahlia rose to a sitting position with a yawn. What's going on? What's going on? And now, London was not even trying to keep the laughter out of their voice. Is that Julie's teenage idol supposedly showed up at her basketball practice tonight? And apparently, Julie said something about her breasts, but I'm ignoring that little factoid for now. The teenage idol's breasts or Julie's breasts? Dahlia asked, suddenly alert. Mine. Julie dropped her hands from her face to gesture to Casey Musgraves. My idol appeared in front of me, and I realized I was wearing my boob-stained shirt, which I think I might have pointed out, out loud. I don't know, I sort of blacked out. Dahlia leaned forward, squinting. Oh yeah, I see it now. 
you can't unsee it once you do. Which means I can never wear this shirt in front of L. Cochran again. Which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. Are we by chance living in an alternate dimension right now? Would there be signs? I don't know. But I, for one, would like to stop talking about your boobs, London said. Oh, shut it. Having a boob-stained shirt is a universal experience, Julie scowled, hugging a throw pillow to her stomach. Okay, Dahlia held up a hand. Let's go back and have someone explain to me who El Cochran is. It is extremely offensive to me that you've lived here for over a year and don't know who El Cochran is, Julie grumbled, her annoyance at herself and how she'd reacted back in the gym spilling over to anyone in her general vicinity.